Hello, everybody, and thanks for listening to A Man Divided. My name is Adam, and this is my story of navigating faith, relationships, and same-sex attraction. Today's topic is going to be insecurities and fear of man, and we're going to be diving into talking about those two topics that are sort of close together and closely related. So I'm looking forward to sharing some of my thoughts about those things with you today. Be sure to go give us all the follows and likes and whatnot on the Instagram and the Facebook pages that we have of A Man Divided. And you can connect with me at my website at amandivided.com. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, guys, welcome to the 12th episode. It's honestly, it's hard to believe that this podcast has been around now for, I mean, more than 24 weeks. I haven't released every episode exactly like two weeks apart. I've taken some breaks. Um, There's been uh, like three or four weeks between some episodes. So, I mean, this has been going on for almost half a year already, which just seems crazy. Like, 2021 is just flying by you guys like it's just it's just a blur and I feel that way about every year but seriously with this year it's it's just crazy (laughs) so um when I was trying to decide what topic to cover for this episode um one that really stood out to me that has been something that I've personally had a lot of experience with is insecurities I have had a lot of experience with insecurities, (laughs) and at least for myself, insecurities often go hand in hand with like a fear of man. Um, Often those two things are like very closely related, um, and we know that these things are, obviously they're not good, like they're not things that we desire to have in our lives. Um, they're not beneficial. They don't really help us. They um, they honestly can hinder us or keep us from experiencing like a lot of things um, that God wants us to experience from reaching like our potential as individuals, but then also like uh, as children of God and ministers of the gospel. They can kind of get in the way of that sometimes and our relationship with Jesus. So what I wanted to do in this episode is just share some of my own uh, personal insecurities and be honest and real with you guys and how I've experienced like fear of man in my life as um, as a person, but then also as a Christian, um, and then also kind of explaining how those things come into play with as being a Christian who experiences uh, same-sex attraction. So, insecurities. Man, oh man. <laughs> we all have them. Uh, I know that no one listening to this podcast is a stranger to their to having insecurities. Um, I don't think there's a single person alive that has never at some point had something about themselves that they feel insecure about. Uh, we all have experienced at one time or another these feelings of like embarrassment or feelings of being inadequate or below par, like either to ourselves or when we, we can compare ourselves to other people. And, uh, and honestly, like as I was thinking about it in this episode, I was like, I'm just really looking forward to the day when we have our glorified bodies, right? Um, 
and we no longer care about all of these things um, that we worry about here in this life, and we're no longer going to worry about ourselves and be bothered about all these things about ourselves that we wish we could change, like we're going to be perfect, and we're going to, you know, have just these perfect bodies, um, these perfect personalities, like everything about ourselves will be perfect in the way that it was supposed to be. Uh, but we know that as long as we are here down on this earth, um, in this fallen sinful world, like we're going to experience some sort of insecurities and fears, and it's simply like a part of our sinful nature. So I was, as I was kind of thinking about insecurities, I was like, where would we say insecurities come from? Well, I think if we really want to get to the heart of the matter and kind of kind of get an understanding of insecurities, I think we we honestly, I think, can just start all the way back in the book of Genesis in the Bible. It's the first book of the Bible, and I think one uh, could argue that at the fall of creation, um, as I was studying and thinking about it, I think we could say that Eve experienced an amount of uh, as of discontent or insecurity, at least to a certain extent. Um, she felt like she was inferior. Um, and of course, this was with the help of Satan's lies and his temptation and causing her to to question God's word and God's promises. And I mean, ultimately, I think that Eve probably to some extent felt like she wasn't good enough. Um, we know that Eve um, was the one that took of the fruit um, that she was not supposed to partake of after the serpent tempted her. Um, and so I wanted to read Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 with you, um, just as a refresher. It says, So when the woman saw, the woman being Eve, saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. And we know that the husband was Adam. So in the verse right before this, we, we read that Satan told Eve that if she had some of the fruit, she would be like God. And of course, we know that he told her this is what God did not do or did not want. And this is why God told her not to partake of the fruit. And in order to feel um, like you need to be God, you need um, to first realize that you aren't God. Like, in order to feel like you need something, you have to feel like there is that need in the first place. You have to feel like something's missing, like you're incomplete. Or um, So, ultimately, we know that like the sin, and a lot of scholars have said that, you know, ultimately the sin that led to the fall was the sin of uh, what I would say probably most plagues the human race today, like what's the most common throughout history, is the fact that like humans, we humans, we, we want to be God. We want to be gods. We want to be, you know, all powerful. We want to be in control of ourselves, right? Um, but I think like when it says back in that verse that um, she saw that it was good to make one wise, then she obviously felt like she was unwise if she felt like she needed wisdom. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like in a way, uh, we as humans, we're insecure about our own humanity. And I feel like maybe Eve experienced to some degree like a bit of insecurity. She was not content 
with what God had given her. She felt like she needed more. Um, so we as humans, we can feel powerless. We can feel like we're not in control. We can feel like we're not all-knowing. And that honestly bothers us. And we wish that we could change that about ourselves. And we feel uncomfortable that we don't have all the answers. And that we are just not in full control. And sorry, my uh, son, you, you might have heard him. He was... Uh, I'm right next door to them in the in, in the other bedroom, and um, he has this thing where he wakes up like about an hour, like almost like clockwork after we initially lay him down, and he's just upset and just needs a little bit of comforting or needs a little bit more of his bottle, and then he goes right back to sleep. So he's good now, <laughs> um, but you might have heard him in the background. Um so getting back to it, though, like we see that the insecurities and the guilt and the shame, um, those things just keep on coming, right, for Adam and Eve and for the human race. In the following verses of Genesis chapter 3, we find that the two of them, you know, they hid themselves from God. You know, they realized that they were naked and they were ashamed and that they, you know, sewed, um, you know, like fig leaves and these kind of rough, you know, closed together. So right from the beginning, we see like these overwhelming senses um, and experiences of shame. And with that comes like insecurities. Um, now, obviously, we know that shame is not the same as insecurities. So I would say like insecurities, I think, are a result of um, our fallen sinful nature, just like so many other things are a result of that. And it's our way of feeling that God's designs and his plans are just less than perfect or they're less than savory. We, we all experience our insecurities. And it doesn't have to be because we've done anything wrong or sinful, right? I think that's what separates insecurities from shame. I think shame is more of a result of like doing something wrong or something that you shouldn't do, either against a person or against the Lord. Um, and then you feel guilty for that. But insecurity, I think, is more of like a dislike for yourself or something about yourself simply because it exists or simply because you don't like it. And it's not necessarily a question of right or wrong. It's just something that you don't like. So I looked up the definition of insecurity and it is uncertainty or anxiety about oneself or a lack of confidence. So an uncertainty or an anxiety about yourself. And we know that uncertainty, anxiety, fear, those are not things of the Lord, right? And the Bible tells us that, um, that the Holy Spirit doesn't give us this spirit of fear, um, anxiety. God tells us, you know, Jesus says, you know, that worry doesn't contribute to anything. You can't add anything to your height or your stature or, you know, by worrying. So um, I think insecurities can arise from several different things. I mean, lots of different things. Um, there are several things that can cause us to feel insecure about ourselves. Um, like I just said a minute ago, um, some insecurities just come from within ourselves and they're present because we don't, you know, we ultimately like we don't believe what God's word has to say about us. Such as like when the Bible says that we are, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, but insecurities many times can come um, also from a fear of man or in other words, like a fear or anxiety that we feel towards other people or how other people view us. 
Um, so I thought what I would do is kind of split it into those two things and talk about insecurities that come from within us first that aren't produced by other people or the outside influences. So uh, we know that there's no shortage of things about ourselves that we can be insecure about. I mean, it can be like the smallest of things about ourselves and it can be things about our personalities. It can be, uh, you know, physical things about ourselves. I mean, we hear stuff like this, you know, all the time. And we hear things uh, like, I don't like my height, or, you know, I'm too short, or I'm too tall, or I wish my nose wasn't this big, or, you know, whatever. Like, there's, there's a huge uh, amount of things, like physical things, that we would want to change um, about our bodies that we can be insecure about. And um, that's just a result of, you know, our fallen, like sinful uh, ways and our and how we're just born into that. Um, because we're criticizing like what the Lord calls good. And we try we're trying to tell essentially our creator that his craftsmanship is not good <laughs> or that he made mistakes or that we just don't like you know how he did things and how he created us and i mean uh who are we you know to when we stop and think about it to tell the lord like i don't like how you created me i don't like how i'm this way you know um and we often don't really stop and think about it that seriously but I think if we did, it would help us to kind of maybe dismiss some of these things um, that we get hung up on. Um, and I'm I'm just as guilty. Like like I said, um, I've struggled with being self conscious and insecure about you know several like physical features. And <laughs> this might sound kind of silly, um, but I'm just being honest. Like that I have been insecure at times about my teeth. <laughs> Like, I don't think that they're really bad or like, you know, like they need a lot of work or anything like that. <laughs> but I mean, they're not perfect. And I mean, sometimes when I look at pictures or something, you know, like I can make this, these negative comments about myself or about my smile or whatever, what have you. And um, I mean, other things like I remember um, as I was, you know, going through my, my teen years and everything that, <laughs> this is really weird, that I was insecure, like, about, like, body hair, and I know that's, like, you're probably, like, okay, I'm gonna turn this off now, but, um, I mean, just, like, as a teen, like, boy, like, I remember, like, being self-conscious about these things, and, um, like I got picked on once or twice about like my leg hair and then like my arm hair. And I was like, I don't like this about myself. And I was so insecure about it for a long time. Um, but I mean, I, I say that to point out to that, like boys face the same kinds of like self image, like insecurities and things, um, that girls do, you know, like we're not exempt from it. Um, and then also, like, in the, as an adult, you know, those things don't necessarily bother me all the time anymore, but I can be insecure about my weight, or I can be insecure about, you know, the particular build of my body. Like, you know, I have narrow shoulders, and sometimes I wish, you know, I've thought, like, I wish I had, like, broad shoulders, you know, or had more of the athletic build, so, you know, um, or, or, you know, whatever. And sometimes I've found myself being insecure about my voice and how my voice sounds. 
um, you know, when you're on the phone and someone accidentally says ma'am, or when you're in the drive-thru and someone thinks that you're a woman, then you're like, okay, thanks. That doesn't make me feel insecure about my voice at all. <laughs> but in that way, I mean, we all have things about ourselves, you know, that we don't like. And they're not really things that we can have necessarily that much control over. I mean, some things we can and we can change, but some ways, is, you know, some things we just have to accept and say, you know, that this is the way that God made us to be. And um, and, and then kind of going into the whole, you know, SSA thing, like I think people who experience same-sex attraction, like myself, um, can also have like an especially difficult time with insecurity and a fear of man. Um, homosexual attractions uh, develop, you know, for the most part, I would say they, they feel very natural, like where they come from. You don't always know where they come from. They just develop and it just feels like a part of you. Like, I feel like a lot of times they develop, you know, slowly, like over time. It's not just like you wake up one morning and, oh, all of a sudden, like, um, um, you know, attracted to the same gender. It's like it happens over time. And it's um, something that I would say for most people, um, they might not like it, especially like at first. Um, I think regardless of what you decide to do with your same-sex attractions, like whether you decide to pursue those, um, you know, same-sex relationships, whether you choose to be gay or lesbian, or or whether you choose not to, and it's something that you decide you're going to fight, and you don't, you know, hold to those um, truths, you know, or those beliefs, like, from a biblical standpoint. I think it's still something that a lot of people, like, initially don't like and are insecure about, especially, like I said, at initially, when it first begins or develops. And that was, you know, definitely the case with me uh, for a lot of years. It was something that I was very insecure about, and I wanted to hide from people. Um, there was also a lot of shame and guilt and fear of man, that, and they were all, like, wrapped in this big present together, you know. Uh, now, I don't think God made me to have same-sex attractions. I don't think that he, like, placed that inside of me. I don't think, like... God, we know that God doesn't tempt people, you know, um, let no one say when he is tempted that he's tempted of God, you know, as the Bible says. Um, so I don't think he made me to have same-sex attractions, um, but I think he allows those things or he purposes some of those things and allows them to be, um, and for me especially, to develop those attractions. Um, and as I've stated in past episodes, um, I think developing SSA um, is a side effect and a result of just our fallen sinful world. Like so much of the world that's wrong and that we that we ask ourselves, why does this happen? I think it's sin uh, that we, we live in it and we're born into it. And um, so don't get me wrong and I don't want you to like uh, hear what I'm saying incorrectly. Like I'm not saying that our same-sex attraction, SSA, is something that we should, you know, just accept or that's something that we should like. Um, I don't think that it's something that we should celebrate or something that we should see as good um, or that we should, like, have pride in. That's kind of, I, I still don't have, like, a good feeling about, you know, the whole Pride Month and talking about pride. I, I understand, like, the different takes and where different people come 
from. And I know like that it's also like that some people view it as like an opportunity to, you know, just offer like hope and tell people they don't have to be like super insecure or ashamed because of their, you know, same sex attractions or homosexual desires. But I think labeling it and calling it all as pride, I feel like that's a step too far because I don't think it's not something that we're supposed to be proud of. Um, you know, I think the Bible kind of clearly says that pride is not a good thing. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm going to get off of that because that's for like a whole different topic. So back to what I'm saying. Um, and again, this is from a Christian perspective. So if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian and you you don't, like, don't agree with this, like it's okay. I don't expect you to agree because, you know, again, I'm saying this like from my story and my experience and as a, as a believer in Jesus and as a Christian. Um, so we know that the attractions themselves are not sin. We've talked about that lots of times. Uh, but they often, these desires, they do, or these attractions, they do tempt us and they can lead us into sin sometimes very easily. So therefore, I don't think that those attractions are something that we should, you know, like be proud of or showcase. I wouldn't even say that I would thank God for my same-sex attraction. I... I'm not there. I I would not thank God like uh, for that. Uh, Honestly, you guys, Um, I can thank God for how he uses it or how he uses me in spite of it. But I don't know if I'll ever get to the day where I say, God, I'm glad that you gave me my, my SSA. No, because my SSA, my SSA really stinks like it sucks. <laughs> I don't wish SSA upon anybody, my worst enemy. Um, it's it's very difficult and it's not fun. Um, but uh, but Jesus, you know, by His grace, like I can uh, make it through, you know, and that's what I'm doing. Um, but if we can get past the insecurities that come with that. If we can stop, you know, thinking about ourselves that we are incapable of receiving the Lord's love or, you know, the love of other people. If we can stop thinking that we don't matter or that we matter less than other people who don't experience SSA. I think like if we can stop thinking that we're inferior to other people, if we can stop thinking that God made mistakes with us. um, If we can stop thinking all of those sorts of things and we can just accept what the Lord has allowed into our lives, I think there's a freedom that we can find in that. Um, I know for myself, like speaking from my own personal experience, I have never really felt more able to be my true self and to be truly seen for who I am than when I've just, you know, said, you know what, I'm going to lay down these insecurities. I'm going to lay down this fear of man. And I'm just going to start kind of like sharing my story and letting people know about, you know, my SSA, and I'm going to stop, like, I'm going to break down those walls, you know, and, and let people know about, and just be real with people, and let people know about my insecurities and my fears. Um, Not that I'm proud of it, not that I want to show it off to people, you know, and say, oh, hi, my name's Adam, I'm an SSA Christian, that's the first thing I want you to know about me. No, like, not that at all. 
Um, and, you know, I'm not proud of it. Like I said, it's difficult as heck sometimes, you know, but like I can, I can sort of own it. Like I'm not letting it have power over me, if that makes sense. Like, and I'm giving it to the Lord. I'm giving it to Jesus and I'm letting him show his power through it and through me. I'm letting him use it, um, and I mean, <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie, like The Greatest Showman, I feel like The Greatest Showman, you know, like the song that's called This Is Me. So you can, I can say, this is me, like this is who I am. Not that I can brag on myself or, or anything um, or make people, you know, feel sorry for me. Oh, this is me, poor Adam, who has a hard time with his SSA. No, but like all of that to say like that I'm a sinner, like I have my issues but this is Jesus. Like, look what he can do in spite of all of this. Like, look what he can do in spite of the difficulty. Um, and, you know, in order to better show who Jesus is in my life, I have to show my struggles, if that makes sense, um, which I hope it does. So it also, you know, it brought to my mind as I was thinking about all these things, I was reminded of um, Moses in the book of Exodus in the Bible. And, you know, initially, like when God, you know, revealed himself to Moses at the burning bush, and he told, you know, Moses refuted God several times and said, God, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like he was, he just kept telling God he was unqualified. He said, I'm not a good speaker. Um, and some people, I think, have debated on whether that means Moses meant that he had a speech like impediment or whether he was just saying he wasn't an eloquent speaker. Um, there's some debate about that. But, uh, you know, God just told him, like, who made you? Like, who made the mouth? Who, you know, like, I made you. And then God even, like, opened up a, a door and said, I can use, you know, Aaron to speak for you and to help you with that. Um, so, you know, we see like even a lot of people in the Bible like had their insecurities just like we do, uh, but God used them in such a powerful way. And I think um, he will use, he can use us like those same ways if we'll just simply like be willing to surrender those insecurities and those fears over to the Lord. Um, I think that we can also have insecurities brought on by our society. So kind of moving on to the other side of the coin with insecurities, um, we know that our society, our cultural expectations about beauty, about health, about gender norms, about other such things, like all of those pressures and all of those, you know, that we, we have so many avenues, so many places in our like consumerist culture that say this is the way you need to be this is the way you need to be you need to be living your life like this you need to be doing this and it can make us feel very anxious and it can create lots of insecurities about ourselves and we say oh i don't look this way or oh i don't eat this way or oh i don't i don't dress this way you know whatever um and i just wanted to kind of break it down also and just share that like men can have lots of insecurities. And I mean, a lot, a lot of men, is, it's not something that's easy for us to admit. Um, but there's a lot of expectations on what it means to be a man, what it means to be masculine. And um, <clears throat> we don't hear so much attention brought to that or see so much attention brought to that uh, from the male perspective in our society. I think as we do like from women, for the women perspective, uh, but there's a lot of pressure, like, and if you don't fit these molds, 
you know, that society sets for men in our culture, a lot of times it can make men feel very insecure. Um, like I said, I've already mentioned some things about myself, um, but I know like for myself, there's been lots of instances where I've compared myself to other, you know, when I was young, I compared myself to other boys and like I can compare myself myself to men, you know, now. And if I feel like I don't measure up or like I don't meet that quote unquote standard, then I can become very insecure about myself. Um, I'm introverted. I'm not very extroverted. And if I'm around, um, you know, a lot of people, sometimes I can feel very insecure and uncomfortable because I don't like to, you know, fully put myself out there. If you, I, I know like that sounds weird uh, being uh, someone who does a podcast, but really like I've had a lot of times, um, and my wife is kind of the same way, but we've had people tell us several times like, oh, like now that we've got to know you, like y'all are a lot of fun or y'all are funny or you're like more outgoing or you joke a lot more or you're a lot more relaxed than we thought you were like we thought you were like really quiet and uptight you know and it's just that that introvert that I am um and I kind of just have to kind of get to know somebody before I just like open up and get like really into like lots of conversation and stuff like that but I, I've felt insecure about that a lot um you know throughout my life um there's a whole multitude of ways that um, insecurities can also happen when I compare myself to other guys. Um, you know, sports, and I've kind of hit on this on past episodes, but, you know, I'm not really into sports, like, at all. Uh, we don't even have cables, so I don't even, you know, I don't have ESPN. I don't watch any sports. So I know college football season is in its full prime right now, and people are keeping up with all the games, and I'm just totally in the dark. And that's okay. Like, I'm, I'm just not into it. Um, but that sometimes, um, you know, not so much anymore, but I guess, um, depending on the situation or in the past, it has created some, you know, big insecurities for me. If I begin to compare myself to, you know, other men, uh, honestly, it shouldn't, I mean, you know, being into sports or athletics doesn't make someone more masculine or superior in any way. Um, but insecurities don't always have to make sense, right? Um, they're not, you know, we can have them and for no reason at all. Um, one insecurity that I thought I would share with you guys just for the sake of being open with you um, is that as a musician, you know, as someone who loves music and listens to music like all the time and I teach music and all throughout like my late teens and my, you know, adult life, um, I had just been very insecure about my choice of music that I listened to. <laughs> and I'll kind of tell you what I mean by that. Like, first of all, I like lots of different styles of music. I'll listen to honestly about anything, you know, just depending on my mood or how I'm feeling like in the moment. I mean, anything, you name it, classical music. Um, I love the 80s music. I like disco from the 70s. I like big band jazz of like the early 1900s. I like folk music. Uh, I love some dubstep you know, when we get into the electronic music, I love dance, like EDM music. I like, you know, pop music. I love like classic rock. I'll listen to just about anything. And of course, I mean, I'll listen to, you know, a lot of, you know, Christian worship music and I've been, you know, involved in the church and everything as well. 
with that. However, like one of my go-tos at any given time is, you know, just popular music. And so I have a playlist on my on my phone and I just have lots of, you know, pop songs that I've liked, you know, over through the years. And I like a lot of music with like a strong beat. And I think that I often gravitate towards music like that. That's a lot of times like female driven. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's if you know, honestly, it's not perceived today in our culture as like very masculine or manly. Um, you know, I, I it makes me think of that. There was a commercial a long time ago. I wonder if any of you guys remember this. Um, and it was a, I think it was a truck, like maybe a Chevy or a GMC commercial or something. And it was like they were listening to the radio and I think there was a guy in the back seat and a Shania, the Shania Twain, like, man, I feel like a woman song came on and he was rocking out and like the guys, you know, looked at him like really weird. It's kind of that feeling like you listen to and it's not like the music that I've listened to and that I've really enjoyed, you know may not be, you know, what I want other guys to know that I'm listening to Katy Perry or, you know, or whatever. Um, And I don't know why. I think it's a lot of times like uh, female songs or women like led songs. Honestly, I think like they have better melodies a bunch of times, (laughs) Um, like in popular music and and in other genres too. Uh, I don't know. Something about it is just a lot of times more interesting. Uh, but in the past, like I did not feel comfortable at all, like letting people know specifically who or what I listened to. It was only like a select few people that I would kind of like open up and share like, oh yeah, this is my playlist, you know, or something. Uh, not so much anymore. Like now I'm kind of to the point where I don't really care. Um, (laughs) you know, I think like as I get older, I'm just like, I don't care what people say. Um, which is a good thing, I think. Um, (laughs) But I share things on social media sometimes when I come across songs, you know, and stuff. And in the past, I might have been kind of hesitant. But now I'm like, I don't care. Um, So, I mean, yeah, overcoming insecurities or just not caring anymore about them. You know, it's a good feeling. It's it's really great. Um, Now, you know, that's not like a major like big insecurity or anything. I, I understand that. But I think sometimes, at least in my case, like some insecurities just go away with time. You know, you just learn to accept things or let go of things. Um, And so it's also important to state um, while I'm on this, like right here, that, you know, we're not told anywhere in the Bible, actually, as well, that like Jesus was especially athletic or that he was very physical. Um, You know, people expected him to be that way. Uh, But when he came to this earth, you know, Jesus was meek and lowly. Um, he was, I think it says in, uh, somewhere in scripture, I could be wrong, but I think it says somewhere that like, he wasn't exceptionally like, you know, like anything special to look at. He wasn't especially like attractive and I could be just making that up, but I think it says that somewhere. Uh, we see that, you know, Jesus cries in scripture, like he weeps, he spends much of his ministry with women And, you know, with social outcasts, like all of these things that at that time and like now that we look at, we're like, hmm, that's not especially like what people would consider masculine or manly, you know, like, I, you know, Um, I mean, we know that there was the one incident where, you know, he flipped the tables and got aggressive at the temple. 
Um, but when we read in the Bible, I think we can tell in some passages that everyone around him was like, you know, people expected him to be Mr. Macho, like, Jesus, help us fight, defend yourself, Jesus, like, you're not going to let them just, you're not you're just going to turn the other cheek, you know, and be passive, like, what are you doing, you know, and Jesus, be like the alpha male, and you know what's, what's crazy is, like, Jesus is the alpha male, like, he's, you know, he, he, but he showed us, like, so many times in Scripture that, um, masculinity or you know these things is not like what our society often thinks that it is um so i think like as men like if we're ever experiencing insecurities on that kind of level um that are on the subject of masculinity like we can look to jesus for a lot of great reminders and comforts um and who better to look to than him right um, and I also wanted to take a second, you know, to address like my sisters and the women, like, you know, um, I don't want to forget you, uh, either, uh, that women also deal with tremendous amounts of cultural pressure, you know, that can create lots of insecurities. Uh, I mean, I'm married, you know, I have a wife, I have three sisters and I grew up with them and I, I know like the sorts of things that women face. Uh, so men and women, you know, we, they deal with insecurities about their bodies, um, it's definitely, I, like I said earlier, I think it's more advertised or it's more well known, you know, that women it's more vocalized than it is with men. Um, but like for an example, I don't know if you guys have heard about this or not, but I know, like I saw that Victoria's Secret, like just recently announced that, um, you know, they're going to be moving away from like the angel, you know, kind of like quote unquote perfect body, you know, like the models that they've had for years and images and things um, to start. And they're partnering with some different celebrities and I'm not going to get into all that, but they're starting to feature more like what they would say, you know, is just a regular body type, you know, kind of models and, and images uh, that more women can relate to. And, uh, you know, like without getting into too deep into that, I feel like that's probably a good thing, but we need, now we need like all the, the men's companies to kind of do that, you know, so that, you know, it's just the way that our culture is like, anytime you see anything, like everybody has to be like the perfect, you know, physical specimen. Um, so, you know, men think about that too, or at least I do. Um, but you know, so there's also the physical insecurities for ladies, you know, like for childbirth and during motherhood, I know like there's pressures that you face about your career choices or, you know, your employment status, like, are you at home or are you in the workplace? Um, there's insecurities, uh, for men and women about like how you parent, there's pressure on you about like how you educate your children. The list just goes on and on and on and on and on. But, you know, what is the solution to all of this? Like, how can we break down all these insecurities? Like, what do we do when we feel, like, overwhelmed by these insecurities that we have? This is going to sound like really like a Sunday school answer. (laughs) And it's so simple. Um, But I think it's so simple that it just just blows our mind. Like, we, we have such a hard time comprehending it sometimes. And the answer is Jesus. You know, I mean, really. We look to Jesus, we remember that our identity is in Him, and in Him alone, not in anything else. That And that is sometimes just such a difficult thing for us to get through our thick skulls, um, because our we're just so hardened from the world, you know. Um, 
but we shouldn't look to anyone here on this earth for approval uh, ultimately like i should live my life seeking god's approval and living by the leading of the holy spirit you know more than anything else and i can't do that if i'm telling god that he made a mistake with me here and he made a mistake with me there like no i can't, like i can't do that i can't be fully surrendered to the lord and effective for him if i'm you know still telling him in these different areas like god you made a mistake here no nope, you made a mistake here you know that's myself trying to be god and trying to say that i know best and that i'm wiser than he is so uh you know you just have to like accept yourself like you have to be yourself uh, and not apologize for it um and again you know I'm, I'm not talking about sinful things i'm just talking about things about yourself that you just don't like so you know follow jesus like press into him follow the leading of the holy spirit and you know if you are a, a born again believer like and that's that's all you should worry about if we do that like jesus will uh be faithful you know to do his work in us and he'll change those things that he wants to change or he needs to change and then we don't worry we don't need to worry about the rest of it um i think if you're looking for some resources the psalms in the old testament there's a lot of psalms they're a great place to read and be reminded of how like special we are how uh, loved and important we are by God each and every one of us is to the Lord and how the Lord just you know he knew exactly what he was doing when he formed us uh, you know in our in our mother's wombs and and before like time itself even began like God knew who you were going to be he knew what you were going to look like he knew what kind of personality you were going to have uh, he knows you and he loves you completely unconditionally and he made you just the way that you are and he knew like what sins you would struggle with he knew that i adam cochran would develop you know same-sex attraction he knew that i would have to fight it and but he had his plan for me and you know he continues to be faithful <clears throat> to help you know that his plan like unfold in my life and the same is true for each and every one of you that are listening to this. Um, we can be reminded, you know, that we are children of God. We've been adopted into his family. It says that in 1 John uh, chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. And I mean, there's really just, that's so awesome, you know, um, we're adopted and we are children of God. He loves us unconditionally. You know, it's just like your if you have children of your own, like you you see their faults, but like you you love them, you like you love all their quirks, you love their personality, you love th their looks, you know, like you love everything about them. Um and God's the same way with us. And there's a really good resource that I can recommend to you if you if you would like to dive deeper into like fear of man. Um, and, you know, I kind of touched on that a little bit, um, not too heavily in this episode. But if you would like to read more about that, there's a great uh, resource, a great book, and it's listed on the resource tab on my website. Um, and the book is called When People Are Big and God is Small. Um, and it's by Edward Welch. 
and it was great. I read it um, a while back, and I I learned a lot from it. It was really good. So I w- you should go get that book if you if you can, and I would recommend it to you. Um, but I want to leave you with one more verse, um, and I thought this was a great verse that I just happened to come across, and it's in Proverbs, another great book, uh, twenty nine, verse twenty five. And it says, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So the fear of man lays a snare or like a trap. And when you think about trap, and as I was thinking about a snare or a trap, they're made to where the animal or the person that gets stuck in it can't get out, right? So you think about the fear of man, it can, it can consume you and it can trap you. You can get caught up in it and you to where you can't get out if you let fear and insecurities like control your life it's a dangerous place to be and it's uh relentless but it says like whoever trusts in the lord is safe so i hope that that is um an encouragement for you um, just as like, you know, all my topics, like, I feel like there's a lot more that, you know, we could just go on and on about and I could say, but I don't want this episode to get too lengthy. Um, so I'm going to kind of wrap it up here. Um, but I'm just so grateful that you guys, um, have listened. Thank you so, so much. And, uh, feel free to reach out to me if you are experiencing a lot of fear of man or a lot of insecurities. If you would like to reach out to me, I'd love to pray for you, um, and be here, be there for you. Um, so feel free to reach out to me on my website and email me, or you can visit my Instagram and, um, connect with me there. But, um, I just pray for the Lord's blessings on you guys. Um, I love each and every one of you, and I will see you again soon. Bye, guys.